Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Friday. That's right. The weekend stretches out before us. A weekend which includes the Super Bowl to wrap up the 2023 NFL season. Chiefs hopefully going to be victorious against the 49ers because I can't handle an offseason of 49ers fans after having watched their team won the Super Bowl. They're rough enough when they don't win the Super Bowl. Don't need that in my life. So, rooting for the Chiefs on Sunday. Actually had a great chat with Bill Schmid, my partner at Carry the G Radio. Uh, dropped a preview and prediction video a couple hours ago here on the YouTube channel. Make sure you check that out if you haven't already. Hello to everybody in the comments section. I don't have much to lead with today, Friday, heading into a weekend Super Bowl game. End of the season, everybody's undefeated come Monday morning. That's the way you love it. That's the way... You get to go throughout the offseason with all sorts of hope and uh, projections and things the Packers are going to do. and They're going to win all these games and score all these points. They're never going to give up third and longs. And they're not going to get behind teams behind the sticks on first down only to give up really easy completions on second down that negate that. It's all of that. All of that is coming next season in 2024. So get to marinate in that all offseason. I'm excited for it. But I'm most excited chat with you guys Packers fans worldwide because that's what we do how y'all doing everybody Scotty how you doing congratulations on being the second person to comment I know that's got to be a good feeling uh I made it to one what's up Jacob thanks for joining us live I see a couple people mentioning it I will give a shout out to Tom Grassi congratulations to Tom for being the NFL fan of the year what an awesome moment for Tom all the work he's put in over the course of his YouTube career, essentially, his last five, six years, what have you, just outstanding to see Tom recognized by the NFL. Great, great honor for a great, great dude. Shout out, Tom Grassi. Best of the best. Craig, thanks for the super chat, man. Predictions on Puppy Bowl that Olive will watch. That's about my only prediction there. But yes, she will every time. Uh. Hello from Iowa. Thoughts on taking cornerback Cooper DeGene? DeGene, I think is his pronunciation there. I love it. I've seen lots of mocks that have him falling to 25 and the Packers selecting him. I think that would go a long way to solving some of the issues they have on the back end. I think it's a very realistic uh, possibility. And he may or may not be featured on the Cheesehead TV draft guide. So we'll see how that all shakes out. But yes, I love that idea. And like I said, it's a pretty pretty popular one so far here. Early days of the draft industrial complex ginning itself up. Luke, how you doing, man? Pizza fun for you and the girls. Also, shout out to my favorite Packer, Amon Green. Always time to give Amon Green a shout out. Absolutely love it. Thank you, Luke. Matthew, you're back. What's going on, man? When we run the table 17-0 next year and bring the Vince Lombardi trophy home, I think they have to go 19-0, but I hear what you're saying. Can you come for a pint in England and bring me back a four-pack of Carry the G? Matthew, I will do what I can. Obviously, there's a possibility there's going to be a lot of traveling next year. I mean, opening the season in Brazil, hopefully. Cross fingers. I'm really hoping that happens. Uh, and then, you know, got to go down to New Orleans for the Super Bowl, which is where the Super Bowl is being held next year. Mardi Gras literally going right into Super Bowl weekend. Come on. In New Orleans. I already told my girlfriend, we're going down. I hope her mom has room because I'm bringing all my Cheesehead TV friends. Uh, and then, yeah, 
over to London to have carry the G with you. Sounds like a plan. Uh, what else we got here, folks? <laughs> I love it. It is the year of our Lord, 2024, and there is BJ Raji chat. I just, I, it's exquisite. It's never going to die. It's never going to leave us. It'll always be something. I'll be having these chats when I'm 74 years old in some home in, you know, rural Wisconsin, and people will be asking me about BJ Raji. I can't wait. Dustin, thanks so much for becoming a Care of the G Club member. Really appreciate the support, man. Thank you so much. Brazil is dangerous, dude. The world is dangerous. You want to be scared? Go ahead. Man, you could get killed walking your doggy. To quote the greats. Al Pacino. It's, it's dangerous. Oh, no. Is it dangerous? Man, life is dangerous. I'm going to go watch the Green Bay Packers play football if they go to Brazil. I'll tell you that. I don't care how dangerous it is. And also, dangerous, really? Come on, man. Jocelyn, how you doing? I think specialists and returners could be recognized in the Hall of Fame, but not a gold jacket and bust. Hester, goat returner, and had 34 career TDs. Not it for me. Jocelyn, I'm with you. I, it's understandable why the narrative is so strong around Hester, because he was very special at what he did. But when you're talking about affecting the game or telling the story of the game without that player, you can very easily tell the story of the NFL without Devin Hester. And the fact that his inclusion excludes Antonio Gates is absolutely insane to me. But, you know, I gave up on the righteousness and the level-headedness of the Pro Football Hall of Fame inclusion uh, process a long time ago. Uh, the fact that Jerry Kramer had to wait as long as he did, that, you know, Leroy Butler had to wait as long as he did, the fact that Sterling Sharp still isn't in the fucking Hall of Fame. I mean, that, you know, for myself, this is just me. It lost all kind of meaning and purpose a long time ago because of those slights, those obvious slights. I mean, this ain't like you got to pitch to make your case. Like, these are obvious, obvious cases. And yet they all had to wait. It's ridiculous. There are dangerous places here in the U.S. Exactly, Jake. Anywhere you go in the world is dangerous. My gosh. Sterling Sharp needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Michael, you are 1,000% correct. Dennis. Dennis says, my neighbor is dangerous. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Rich, that's a, that's, a very good, that's a very good case right there. Joe Namath, Rich says, doesn't belong on play based on his play, but you can't tell the story of the NFL without Broadway Joe. I mean, certainly uh, due to the place, time and place that he played and the significance of his guarantee and the fact that that Jets team did win that game. Yeah, I'd say it's real tough to talk about the NFL, especially the formation of the league, the, com the combining of the two, the NFL and AFL. Can't tell much of that story without Joe. Very true. Wide receiver Hall of Fame, who is more deserving, Sharp or Driver? Oh, it's Sharp in a landslide. And look, I love Donald Driver, all-time great, leading receiving yard, you know, in Packers history, etc. But man, it's Sterling Sharp. Sterling Sharp was exponentially better than almost everybody who played in the NFL in his short time in the league, other than maybe Jerry Rice. And I, I, I know I say this all the time here, but it's very true. He was a man among boys. And Donald Driver, don't get it twisted. 
He was outstanding. Some of the work he did over the middle, I don't think will ever be replicated because of all of the rule changes and the way they've maybe not quote made it safer, but they've certainly taken away a lot of the ability of the defense to punish receivers the same way that driver got punished for much of his career going over the middle, both for Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I don't want to minimize his contribution or his worthiness because he's absolutely a thousand percent got a case, but man, you, you can't compare it. Love Donald, but he, no, Sterling Sharp was light years better than pretty much every other Packers wide receiver I've ever seen. And uh, I don't say that lightly. He was just, he was incredible. Uh, Nags, would the Packers be open to having a strength and conditioning contract with a medical group and let the players pick who they want to work with? I doubt it. Um, I mean, they kind of somewhat have that arrangement in the offseason already in the sense that the Packers don't have any control over who these guys work with when they're off, you know, during the offseason, doing their offseason stuff, their workouts, etc. You know, the Packers will certainly communicate with them on the way out the door for that stretch before the offseason program starts. But, you know, they don't have any control over who they work out with or who they're dealing with as far as, you know, staying in shape and things of that nature. But, you know, once the season starts now, they'll they'll undoubtedly want to keep all of that in-house. Matthew, how you doing, man? Had to make the choice. Divorce or Cheesehead TV? Cheesehead TV won out. On a serious note, I thought Wyatt and Walker both developed nicely this year. Thoughts? Go, Pack, go. Yeah, no doubt about it. I think Wyatt, it's interesting because he doesn't have flash plays to get people excited. He doesn't have a ton of plays that you can point to and clip and put on social media and say, wow, look at this guy. He's kicking ass. But he does, down in and down out, do a really good job. And I think the expectation will undoubtedly be for him to take a bit of a jump in a 4-3. Hopefully he's asked to get upfield a little bit more and allow him to, you know, make a few more plays. I don't think you have to look much further than that sack he has of Justin Fields in that week, the final week of the season. Uh, that's a great play, you know, and you need a few more of those, I think, on a more regular basis to, like, start talking about him on that upper echelon when it comes to the defensive line. Who knows? Maybe this scheme will help unlock that. We'll see. Um, Rob, thanks a lot, man. Raji can play in 24. The dude has fresh legs. <laughs> Very fresh. Very fresh legs. Andrew, how are you, man? Was jamming out to Taylor Swift while show, showing, waiting for the chat to start and came on instead of the intro music, thought it was my wife coming home, about jumped out of my skin. Grossy rep, happy Friday. A lot going on there, Andrew. <laughs> a whole lot going on. Kenneth says, James Lofton was the GOAT. I loved Lofton. I pretended to be Lofton when I was a kid in my backyard. Sterling Sharp was better. Dustin, how you doing, man? Been a long time lurker. Time to join the fun. Love the content for us Packer faithful. Go Pack Go. Dustin, thank you so much. Really appreciate it, man. Uh, Jacob asks, did Jenkins really not give up a single sack? It's always curious where people have those kind of things ranked or graded or what have you. I know, yes, that is what's out there, right, from PFF, that he didn't. Uh, I believe that's what I saw. But, you know, then you get into the semantics of, okay, well, why did this sack happen? And did the quarterback run into pressure? Or did something else break down that wasn't Jenkins' fault, etc.? But, yeah, I believe by their grading he didn't, which is pretty damn impressive. Mike, what's going on, man? 
Will we hear from Hafler soon or no? Just curious. Great question. I wish I had an answer. Uh, I suspect maybe before they leave for the combine. So that would be next week. But they, meaning the Packers, I don't know if the coaches are going to go. I suspect they probably won't. They didn't last year. And they're probably, you know, got a lot of work to do on that side of the ball in particular. So, you know, I know I'd love to hear from the new defensive coordinator. There's no mandate that they do so, though. Make him available. So, I, again, I'm holding out hope, but definitely not holding my breath. When do they start giving out the Fan of the Year award? That's a good question, Jake. I don't know. I will say I am I am uh, certainly familiar with the NFL's ability to um, frame fandom as PR for the league. And GZTV TV has been part of it, no question about it. Um, but what I love about Tom's story is how much, you know, obvious good he did despite anything having to do with the NFL. You know, like all the money he raised and the way he did it with his tour. And yes, speaking to NFL fans or, you know, obviously NFL fan communities, you know, all all of that was in service of his fundraiser for St. Jude, which I absolutely love. I mean, it's one of the many things that makes Tom the absolute man. Uh, who do the pack pick draft at running back? Christopher, that's a great question. Uh, make sure you stay tuned to my chats with Ben Fennell each and every week throughout the offseason leading up to the draft. We're going to be talking about things just like that. Um, ben is uh, breaking down the tape as we speak. Well, maybe not tonight on Friday night, but Ben is obviously the one who will have a lot more kind of informed opinion on that than I will. I just want the Michigan guy because I know there are people out there who are like, oh, he's got so much tread on his tires. And I'm like, okay, let's make those people mad and take him. Uh, I'm just kidding. Do you see Van Ness getting more reps next season? Yes, Callum. I think more than anything, he's going to have to simply because of the injury to Kingsley and Igbari, who will undoubtedly not be ready to go at the start of the season. Um, but yes, but even if that hadn't happened, I suspect, yeah, we'll see a lot more Van Ness next year. No doubt. Uh, <laughs> Larry, that's phenomenal. Matt LaFleur believed in passive approach to D for three years. Now he appears to have completely flip-flopped. Does this make him look like he doesn't know what he wants? J-Rock, I find that characterization very, very convenient and interesting. Um, He stuck with it for three years, and he didn't want to be a guy who was seen as firing coordinators every season which some guys do, right? Um, I know there were lots of frustrations along the way, but he wanted to give Joe Barry every opportunity to succeed. It clearly came to a point this offseason where, okay, that's enough of that. Um, as far as where we're headed, did they send you a game plan? Did they have this press conference that I missed? Every defensive coordinator is going to get up there and say, talk about being aggressive and want to play man and blah, 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 and pressure the quarterback. I don't know what they're going to do, dude. Who knows? So let's wait until we actually see what the defense turns out to kind of be, what its emphasis are, how they play. Are they going to play a ton of single high safety? Are they going to like try to you know, disrupt the timing of wide receivers on the outside a little bit more than we're used to? I don't know, man. I'm hoping. My God, I'm praying. 
Um, but I don't know that that means that Matt, even if that all transpires, I still don't understand how that makes Matt not know what he wants, especially if he took three years trying to make sure that, okay, this isn't going to work the way I thought it would, rather than ripping everything up every year. Can't build a foundation that way. You know, I understand it's the NFL and it's a year to year proposition and especially week to week league and people are very, very impatient. But uh, I'm glad Matt is, uh, you know, willing to not only put himself out there as far as uh, bringing Joe Barry back the way he did last year. Although I was I was very publicly saying I would have let him go. But that was Matt's hire and he wanted to make sure he gave him every opportunity. Um, And then this hire of Halfley, I mean, it's not like he was on anybody's radar. It's not like he was sitting out there going, you know, oh, there's a lot of people knocking on that door. But he clearly believes in his ability as a coach and as a teacher. And as far as, like, how their approach is going to be, TBD. We shall see. Uh, <laughs> Larry. That's great. Uh, Jesse says, I think Van Ness is better at 4-3-D end than 3-4 edge. He'll probably one of the big winners in the Halfley hiring, right? It's possible, yeah. I, I was, I'm always going to be curious what would have happened uh, with another year standing up, right? Being able to use some of that athleticism, not only to rush the passer and get after the running game, but to flip those hips and get downfield in coverage, which something he probably won't be asked to do a ton of uh, in the new scheme. Although, who knows? We'll see. Um, but yeah, I think what the little we, not little, but the stuff we've seen with his hand in the ground, both a little bit we saw this year and the stuff we saw at Iowa. I'm intrigued. Definitely think there's uh, the possibility that he could uh, really take off with a year of conditioning and off-season workouts under his belt, come in and start wreaking havoc from that end position. I'm down with that. Random Packer, Pollock Carruth. There was a dude who used to write for us a long time ago who was clearly like, in the league somehow and his handle was Pollock Carruth but he would do these really detailed write-ups of like scheme and stuff and it's so funny to me that like that guy wrote for us for like years and I never knew who it was I still don't but that was the handle he utilized Pollock Carruth good times ah there it is maybe Preston can teach Van Ness how to cover wide receiver one Ray, thoughts on Fond du Lac's Bray- Braylon Allen as a Packer draft pick in, say, the fourth round? My Badger red glasses say yes, 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 but we don't draft Wisconsin Badgers. Well, okay, now, Ted didn't, but Brian might. I love the idea of Braylon Allen in, in a Packers uniform, and I do think it'll be day three, and I don't think it'll be in the fourth. It'll maybe be the sixth, possibly, but, yeah, I love that idea. Um, they need help at the position. And if he falls right value-wise, uh, I don't see why not. I think he could help them. No question about it. Um, so what happens with Preston Smith this next season, asks Cam? He was really the only lineman to drop into coverage last season here and there. Is he able to be a solid edge in a new 4-3 scheme? I'm fascinated to see where this goes. We talked about this a little bit yesterday, but I do think when Brian was talking about conversations with veterans and about how they fit, he's definitely on that list. And 
I think, yeah, I don't, I think Preston's a good enough player that he can do whatever the hell you ask him to do and do it well at a very high level. Um, but we'll see. We shall see. Ian, how are you, man? Thanks for the super chat. Aaron, was the 97 team better than the 96 team? Right before my dad died, he went on a soapbox about how this was true. Well, far be it for me to dishonor your father's memory, but no. No, I'm sorry. No. Uh, I love that 97 team, uh, but it was that 96 team was special. It was probably one of the more underrated teams in the history of the league. They were they were just outstanding. 97 was a great team. You don't get to a Super Bowl by not being like really fucking good, right? But I mean, as evidenced by that Super Bowl game, there were there were some shortcomings. Um, that's another one. I gotta I gotta make a list here uh, of all the season podcasts I need to do. I need to do a 1999 season and a 1997 season. Um, again, don't don't get it twisted. Very very good, great elite team, but not as good as '96. No chance. Elliot Wolf is de facto GM of the Patriots, head of personnel, New England, soon to be Green Bay East too. Joseph, I mean, and not just in personnel. I mean, the coaching staff too. They hired Alex Van Pelt uh, to be their coordinator. All and they got, I think Ben McAdoo's on staff over there. Yeah, they're uh, they're piling it up. And I love, I love that Elliot's bringing Alonzo Highsmith into the building to work on with him on personnel. Alonzo's one of my favorite people I've ever met covering the Packers, being involved with the Packers in any way. We still keep in touch. We still message all the time. I love Alonzo, and I'm so happy he's going to be working with Elliot. That's just phenomenal. Andrew, here we go. We got some more random Packers. Bauju. That's a great one. William James, how are you, man? As long as Preston in 4-3 isn't 3-4 Campman. Baby, no, that's a pull. And yes, that was hard to watch. No question about it. All right, buddy, I got to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you on the afternoon of the Super Bowl. We'll have a pregame chat. It's going to be a lot of fun. In the meantime, hit like, hit subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a good night.